0: Louisville National Champions, 1980. Cardinals have won the national championship,
1: 75th NCAA college basketball
0: champions. Hello, everybody. It's been a while. It's been a while. So welcome back to another episode of the third banner pod i am your host tonight kyle and joining me tonight is ty and soon we will have ross with us he's just getting off work we did push it up a little bit since the game ended in like an hour and 45 minutes which was crazy so Mm -hmm. we decided to go ahead and push it back up we really could have done this at nine o'clock ty but uh, who would have guessed that it would have been done that quick
1: yeah you would you would figure with the virginia game it would go a lot longer but yeah, it it ended up like right before nine. So got we got that out of the way. It's like always it's always like going to the dentist when you play Virginia in basketball. So yeah. luckily we got that out yeah. of the way.
0: Well, the good news is every game anymore is like going to the dentist, whether we play Virginia or somebody else. Couch house, Back. thank you for joining us. Always first in the comments. Uh looks like we got people rolling on in tonight. Uh I don't know about you, Ty, but I'm not even phased by this, man. Like I'm just not. Like I'm I'm completely. No done with it like i'm watching the games to be supportive as a fan that's about all i can do can't blame anybody right now for not watching uh obviously we had some injuries tonight we did not know about i think we're the first team to go from a two-week period of not playing at all to (laughs) all of a sudden we're you know we're we're injured like we got guys injured left and right we knew about dennis evans being injured we knew about jj trainer didn't get either one of them back Then we lose Trey White tonight, and uh, who else? We lost somebody else tonight. And the Cora four, Cora four, Cora four didn't play tonight. So, yeah, we are the only team that suddenly gets even you know more injuries, even though we didn't play a basketball game. Ross, welcome. Good to have you, man. Can you hear us?
2: I can. I can. Here we are.
0: All right. Well, another 20, 20 plus point beating, and it just didn't seem to really, uh, didn't, doesn't really phase me anymore. I'm just waiting for this to end.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out how the hell I, I was listening to it on the radio at halftime. I didn't tune in for any of the second half. I'm trying to figure out how my parlay didn't hit. I mean, the score was what 35 to 20 at halftime. Correct. I had the under 29 and I had Beekman who needed to go over 15 and a half. So he needs 16. He had 11 at halftime. All the rest of my parlay hit like all seven other bets or five or whatever it was. I don't, I literally don't know how those were the two things that cost me from winning that. I mean, and then I go look at the second half and the score was 40 to 31. I'm like, come on, man. Really? And I'm trying to figure out how Beekman didn't score five points in the second half. How did he not score five points?
0: We, we just don't get away as Louisville fans. Ty, what do you think?
1: Well, you were talking about the uh, the injuries and everything. I was going to ask, do you think any pain does practices like the movie Dodgeball? Do you think like is that how you imagine <laughs> the practices go? Like if you could do- they, like, dodge a wrench, you could dodge randoms. a ball. You know what I mean? Like he just throws wrenches and shit everywhere and hurts everybody.
0: I don't know. I just, I just can't understand how. You know, we were all Ooh. healthy all of last year, which didn't seem to matter. We've had a couple of injuries, nagging injuries with uh, JJ and with mm-hmm. uh, Dennis Evans, but to have two additional injuries on top of that, and not get those guys back after having two weeks off and the holidays—like what they do, trip yeah. and fall during a family reunion? Yeah. At, you know, I guess. I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't going know up for happened. going up for seconds in the uh, Christmas dinner. The, I don't know. I, Anyways, before I even get to the game, I think I'm going to go ahead and mention. I know Kyle, you want to mention, you want to talk about this as well. Um, it's kind of what we're all thinking as fans. Corey Alexander, you <laughs> are a freaking clown, dude. You are a clown. Um, the gas, the constant gaslighting that I'm seeing from announcers and um, Corey Alexander today, seen, I think that's the only thing he talked about really throughout the whole game, was trying to gaslight fans into how they should feel or think about this. Corey, you don't know the half of it, dude. You haven't been here for this. You're just now tuning in. I'm sick and tired of people making excuses and, and trying to tell us as fans how we need to feel, what we need to think. Call it like it is. This has been a ulti- This has just been a failure from from the top down and it yep. just continued tonight tonight was just another example that's why it doesn't even phase me anymore it's just another example to add to the amount of failures that has been the kenny Payne era uh, um, I'll,
0: I'll say this about Corey alexander we I'm, i don't speak as a monolith for all louisville fans but i can tell you the majority of louisville fans do not care for your opinions, especially no. about our fan base, our Absolutely program, not. and the majority of us know you have no clue what you're talking about. First off, flexing about knowing Kenny Payne was a the guy they were going to hire. Bro, I hate to tell you, but everybody knew Kenny Payne was going to be the guy like in December and January, like even before Chris Mack left. Everybody knew Kenny Payne was going to get the job. Everybody knew Mack was out. We just didn't know when it ended up happening midseason. As soon as it happened. We knew Kenny Bain was going to be the guy. So that's not impressive that you knew that and you were like flexing about it on TV. Everybody knew that. And a lot of us were very skeptical of it and dreaded it. And now look at it. Now, that, that aside, you don't seem to have a clue what's going on here, man. Like, you don't speak for us. You mm-hmm. don't know the half of it. You yeah. act like... You act like like we have all these issues going on right now because of things that happened in the past. It's a clean slate. Now, if you want to argue last year we had some stuff that he inherited, absolutely, but you still don't lose a Lenore Rye. You still don't lose your first three games by one point to way inferior competition, and you still don't go 4-28. and 28. Then you come into this year with the easiest schedule out of arguably anybody in a power five, arguably anybody. You're 5-8 and eight right now. We're getting spanked by teams. We have no business being spanked by based on how the roster stacks up on paper alone, such as Kentucky Wesleyan in an exhibition game, DePaul. DePaul owned us from start to finish, and they haven't done anything all year. And that's just mm-hmm. – too- Arkansas State creamed us. I mean, it's 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 been a disaster. You don't have to go through it. Green You don't have to sit here and deal with it. You don't know the half of what goes on, Corey Alexander. So you have no right to sit for an entire game and lecture us as fans. Guess what? Like I said, I won't speak for every Louisville fan, but I will speak for a lot of us. You don't know what you're talking about, dude. Keep your mouth shut about that. If you think he needs more time, keep it there. Don't lecture us. We don't want to hear you. You don't have to deal with it.
1: And Corey, as you know, Corey is a former Virginia player. I so of course, of course, Corey wants us to continue the Kenny Payne experiment. Of course, he wants the pain to continue. <clears throat> that's he's, that's exactly he's, he's, what, he's, what I was going to say. There's no, there's no way he doesn't see this. Uh, like they have to. I don't know if I don't know why announcers and like Jay Williams kind of did the same thing. I don't know why they continue to go to bat for Kenny Payne. There's nothing to go to bat for. Um, I know you have to see it. If you if you have any intelligence and in, in a former basketball player, in, in, if you have any any experience, you have to see this for what it is. Um, so I'm sure Corey, as a former Virginia alum and player, I'm sure he does enjoy seeing Kenny Payne still be the coach. I'm sure he would love that.
2: Well, let me let me ask you something. So y'all remember Brad Dougherty? Yeah, UNC's coach. He was a former UNC player, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And he was arguably the worst coach they've ever had you know it took how many seasons three i think, I think we maybe, only got two maybe only two that being said okay so and unc fans were like yeah we're over this like and they went and got roy williams you know so hopefully something like that is ahead for us i i don't i don't have a, a clue what we're what josh heard's gonna do after this um at this point, but um, I would just say for Corey Alexander or Jason Williams or anybody that's you know that wants to go ahead and put the uh gaslight the fans, uh, you just need to give the man time. I mean, it's real easy to say that let this be your guy ahead of your team mm-hmm. and your fan base. And and again, I, I, I mean, we're all on record, like, I'll, I'll say it like. I wanted Kenny Payne. I wanted Kenny Payne. And I I, thought it was going to be – I thought it was going to work, man, because I thought we were going to have all those recruiting connections. We were going to get all kinds of players. And that just hasn't happened, and that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff too, you know. So let this be – let somebody like this be ahead of your program. And you tell me – you sit there then and tell me, yeah, you're good with going 428 in the first year, and we're probably staring down – what nine and nine
1: and twenty four? or Maybe is there four Maybe. wins on the schedule? I don't think there is. I,
2: I mean, hell, I don't know. I mean, I mean Notre, Notre, Notre be Dame was supposedly Notre Dame was supposedly ranked below us as far as predictions, as far as finishing uh, where they were going to finish in the in the ACC. They were predict sixteenth. We were fifteenth, or no, we were fourteenth. They were fifteenth, and they just spanked Virginia the, just a few days ago by twenty points.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So. And we just got whooped by what was it, 77 53? Is that what the score was? Yeah. We just got beat yeah. by 24 points. I mean, how, ha- how, ha- like, how? Like, I'm sorry. Like, if this, if the shoe was on the, if, if the shoe was on the other foot, these people would not be saying this, you know, they, they just wouldn't. It, it, it they're, just, they're, they're giving lip service to a national audience. And I have to think that some, the, some of the, Higher ranked people that are in Kenny's uh, representation are also influential uh, with ESPN and what gets put out there. So I think that's really the only reason we get a lot of this. But, you know, I I, I feel pretty confident in saying that this this experiment, you know, I, I, I don't even call it experiment this tenure, this season. This is going to be the last season. And, you know, we'll just move on from there.
0: Well, my big thing is, like, okay, I get that there's, like, a, a inner circle between former players, coaches, and all that, and the industry especially. Yeah. But there's a way to say that, hey, you know, he inherited a tough situation. Sometimes it takes a little more time than other places. Without going at the fans, which I know, Ross, you were at work and you didn't get to you know, watch, but the dude just went at the fans. Like first off, he acts like we're like a loser program. Like we're not used to winning that, that alone irritated me. Like we have no idea what it's like to be a successful program. That's BS. But to hear, it's like, you're already getting spanked on the court. And to hear a a, a guy basically tell you that your fan base deserves it because of, you know, that's basically what I got out of. it. It was like, you shouldn't expect any more than what's going on right now. And that it takes forever. Like, okay, you know, the nineteen eighties basketball p- program building called, and they want their take back because, my God, I mean, we got nil in a portal era. You can flip a roster in one off season and be yeah. good.
2: Maybe you could not, do that. You could do that before the nil portal and before the
1: transfer could, rules the way are now. You hard. could do it then.
0: It was very challenging back then. I know, like Cal Perry did at UK, for example, very challenging. But now. I can rattle, and I've already done this on this pod. I've named like seven coaches that, in their first year, took a mm-hmm. horrible basketball team, flipped yeah. the entire roster, and had a
2: tournament team. We can yeah, do that. Had them, had them competitive. Had them like they weren't going to win it that year, but at least had them competitive and had them in most games. You didn't feel like you didn't feel like oh, we're going to get beat by fifteen plus. I mean, the spreads alone that we see. In the past, you know, from last year to now, I mean, yeah, I get it. I don't want to hear. Well, Rick Pitino couldn't even beat Virginia. I mean, I, yes, I remember there was a half. We, uh, Rick Pitino was our coach, and I think we had 14 points at halftime against Virginia. I mean, I I get it. It's frustrating, but
0: everybody's got a the, program they can't beat. Like Jim Boeheim had it rolling at Syracuse for a while. Could not. But he be couldn't big. beat Rick. Yeah, and Rick I couldn't mean, beat Cal, and he couldn't beat Tony Bennett for the most yeah. for the most part. And it, it happens, like there's a matchup problem, but the problem is everybody's a matchup problem for us. My issue with the exactly. clear out of banner stuff. Every, is,
2: every single thing's like every single matchup's like a double digit. We're a double digit dog every game. Right?
0: And my issue is like we're getting beat by teams that have nowhere near the talent. And if you want to use the first year excuse, I don't because we are historically terrible. But your slate was clean after that. I mean, everything was removed. So then at the time to, to really, okay, let's just forget about the second or the first year. What happened this last offseason? Again, poor roster construction. You brought in a guy who didn't even have a recruiting profile, and now he's not even on the team, and that was an absolute disaster. The one guy that you had a lot of talent had a lot of uh, drama behind the scenes with his circle, and he ended up taking off overseas. Before the season even started, you have a coach interviewing for a G League job, which is not a prestigious job. People try to tell us it was. Go look at G League jobs. You won't recognize any of the names except Andre Miller because he was a good player for the Utes in like 1996. Other than that, you won't recognize a soul on there. And they were. I'm sorry. Did you say
2: Utes? Did you say Utes?
0: Yes, sir. And it's like they, they, you know. (laughs) We had all that going on, and it didn't have to be that way. We could have flipped the roster, had a really good recruiting cycle. So, Corey Alexander, tell me what future we have. Let's go look at all the recruits. Let's go look at the 2024 high school recruiting commits we have lined up to play right now under Kenny Payne. There's no cloud, and the one guy that we had who's a middling recruit, he didn't sign. So, you tell me. Where is this going right now? Like, I'm just – I'm over – I'm overhearing people say, like, you guys just have to accept this. You know, it only – it's only going to take you 10 more years with the NIL and the portal If you could just wait it out 10 more years, guys, you're going to have a great team. Just just wait it out. If
2: we waited out three more years, we'll be completely irrelevant.
0: Exactly. We can't do this anymore. And, I mean, I hope we don't do it anymore. I thought this was already done. When we left the, the last episode two weeks ago – I was hoping we'd hear something within 24 hours and it got nixed and we can all go into why that was or wasn't, but it's a waste of time. We're here now. And it's just, it's just, just done with like, okay, we're sitting in it. We're embracing the suck, but I'm not going to hear you tell me I have to like it or I have to, right. or I'm Not, it's my fault. Screw off.
1: Usually no, when it, you embrace the suck, it's better than this. You know what I mean?
0: I just mean, like, I understand we're going to go out there and get dog walked. I mean, that's just part of it now. I'm still watching, but I'm not going to hear the the commentator, the announcer the whole time tell me, you know, your expectations are the problem and that, you know, you're not giving them enough time. Screw that.
2: Man. You don't – no, nothing in anywhere in this world, no matter what institution it is, uh, you know, what way of life it is, what profession – Nobody achieves the ultimate success by lowering standards. That does not happen. And I understand that you could say, yeah, like, it." you got to build it up. The problem is there is zero foundation getting built right now. Like, zero. Like, it's not happening. So, the, you have nothing to build from. There, you got zero. You don't have notable wins in two seasons you don't have recruits uh, you went on record for at least a season and saying that you wanted to build it the right way and that the right way to you was to not play the NIL portal game so you shot yourself in the foot for at least another season there and you know now you're now you're in recovery mode trying to uh, make up for that you've got coaches trying to leave so how how are you the hell are you going to attract top-notch talent out of the portal when they've seen you say all this, then they look at your record and they see what you're putting out on the court, and then you got coaches that are le- that wanting to leave. Players aren't coming to play for that. You need to refresh. You need to refresh the menu, refresh the coaching staff, and start over. This It, it, it didn't work. It did not work. You get two years.
0: You get two years in the NIL transfer portal era at a perennial blue blood college like Louisville. You get two years now. Sorry can't do it in two ridiculous. years you can't make a tournament next guy up and i'd say that for anybody it's no bias any of them yeah How we need we need uh, go sorry. i was gonna go say ahead. we
2: need no we need we need dream chasers and we need moon children and uh high character warriors you know yeah, that's what we need
1: we need all that shit anthony brought it up in the comment section i posted a little bit ago uh, he, he mentioned, this is the, one of the things that Corey was talking about. He said, a top 10 program all time isn't used to winning. Corey tried to make this argument that we're just not used to winning. Corey, what in the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> since your boy got here. I, I'm sorry for my language. I know my family's going to be like, Ty, don't say that, but I dude what are you talking about? That guy is such a clown. Yeah. Such I a mean, clown. I that's,
2: mean, that's where you got to, you got to go live at the Apollo and get the dude with the hook and, like, the sirens, the like, just pull him off, you know, just, like, just pull him but off he, camera. It like just, it, it was sick. What are you talking I'm, about, bro? He was talking
0: about how, like, Mike Pegues, maybe we should just give him Mike Pegues another whole year, and then Kenny Payne, if he would have been able to come. What? What? Mike Pegues was an interim. Like, what are we doing? Like, hey, you know, can you stick around one more year so Kenny Payne can come in at the perfect time? Which, oh, by the way, something people don't ever mention, and maybe they just don't know. But Kenny Payne was well aware of the situation he inherited and said mm-hmm. it's not going to be a problem. Said mm-hmm. that before yep. he got hired, said that right after he got hired publicly, but he was telling yeah. people behind the scenes, I'm not worried about the NCAA stuff. Whatever ruling they have, I'm not worried about it. We're going to get dudes in here. We're going to... You know, we're gonna get all these guys out of here. Let's not convince Trey Davis to come back. He just dropped 17 points the other night. Seton Hall upsetting Providence on the road, by the way. Let's not, let's not, let's not keep guys like that. Let's replace him with Devin Ree and see what happens. And then when, when it doesn't work out, we'll blame the cloud. We'll blame the cloud.
2: Well, and, and make it make sense too. Kenny Payne's the guy for this job, right? But maybe we should have given Mike Pegues the job. How the hell does well, that work?
0: Well, he was saying for longer, he was like, you know, KP took over at a bad time. The timing was off. If Mike Pagese could have had another year and then Kenny Payne comes in, that's not how life works,
2: man. That's not how a
0: coach is. That's not how work.
2: winning that's not how winning's done either. And here's how
0: it goes for Corey Alexander or anybody that thinks like that. If you don't think the timing's right, you don't take the job. You don't take yeah. it. You say, look, that's bad timing. I'm not touching it. He never thought that.
1: How sad is it that Corey Alexander gets paid whatever he's getting paid to make these stupid comments live on television? I mean, my God, who would, who in their right mind thinks that at Louisville it's acceptable or like the right <clears throat> way to let Mike Pegues, the interim in that shit show, which is different than this one, have another full year and then, hi- where, when has that ever been? I, I just, I don't know. Corey, Corey, Corey Alexander really just threw me and I think the rest of the fan base for a loop tonight. That was just absolutely pathetic. What he was right saying right on now. national television. Well,
2: and, and two, like, I mean, <laughs> I just don't. I don't know how you could sit there on that box. I mean, that's what we're all talking about. How could you sit there and just repeatedly regurgitate that stuff? Uh, fortunately, I didn't hear it. But thank you. Know, to that think you that to like you said, Ty, like somebody's somebody like him is getting paid to just, just spew this fan. spew this stuff ad nauseum. Like like it's just brainless, just just mouth diarrhea. And to think about all the really good employees that ESPN has cut over the past three, four years, I mean, and you keep that guy. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And you wonder why your business model is not working. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess the only thing
0: left with basketball, obviously we have to wait this out. I I mean, you know, I know Josh Hur didn't close the door on, he didn't give a time like, hey, we're going to keep, coach Payne for the rest of the season he made it kind of sound like it was just a continuous effort to see what's going on uh game by game basis he would evaluate it i'm sorry but i just think that when you have the window we had right after the uk game that was the time to do it and i just don't see it happening uh until the end of the year but i guess what i want to get into with that because I mean, everybody's talking about where we go from here. It's it's on all the shows. So, you know, this podcast, I feel like we held off for a while on where do we go after this year. But I mean, everybody's doing it now. So we might as well join the party. The one thing I'm getting annoyed at is seeing everybody say, well, we just gotta wait it out till April first when the buyout drops two million. I'm gonna explain what something a lot of people I haven't heard them say that it just does not make sense to wait until April 1st at all. Because first off, unless your coach is in the final four, he's probably already available. And so that's what, four coaches. And most of those guys, I assume, unless it's a guy like Dusty May once again, if he makes another one, most of those guys are probably going to be guys like Bill Self, who's not going anywhere. So at the most, you might have like two coaches within your pool that you can, and, and I'm guessing we won't even have that. So where I'm going is like, you wait till April 1st to fire Kenny Payne, You've got to fire him. Then you've got to conduct the official search. You may have put feelers out there, but you still had a coach. So now you got to really figure out who's interested. That takes time. Meanwhile, your transfer portal opens, I believe, like March 16th or March 17th.
2: And it closes when?
0: Like, I think the very beginning of May. And Connor, I'm sure Connor's got the dates memorized, and he's in the chat right now. But I'm pretty sure the very beginning of May. So what you're telling me is we could go to like April 10th, April 15th without a coach, and then the coach is going to come in, have two weeks to recruit the portal, and then no. we're going we're to do what? Field of you, teams you, again you that? a team? Think You forgot a crucial step.
2: You forgot a crucial step in that. The coach has got to be named, and then he's got to put together a staff, and then they got to right. go recruit. Like, right. Right. Like that's not that does not work. That doesn't
1: Payne, You just wait, you know, a month or two until, you know, after you get hired, then you make your staff.
0: Well, and we better not have that happen again. And your hope is that with a current coach, because I believe we'll bring in a head coach, your hope is most of the assistants, if not all of them, will just come with them. But there are a lot of things you have to do, and you can't do it until you you terminate your current coach. And so if you're talking about waiting till April 1st to save $2 million, well, guess what? You're going to lose all that money next year when we can barely field a basketball team. You have to get a coach in there as soon as possible when the regular season ends. Now, if you have to wait it out for a good coach, it's in the tournament. So be it. Yeah, Connor says March 18th, so I was a day off to May 1st. Yeah, so go ahead and hire a coach on like April 10th, and then he gets a staff in there by April what 17th. He's got two weeks to recruit a portal. It's already drying up. That's yeah. not going to happen, guys. So I'm sticking here in the April 1st thing. It does no good to save two million dollars if you going to next year with a with a with a shitty roster, roster. Again and no yeah. fans.
2: Uh, absolutely,
0: you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do it before then. Now he may make it to the end of the season, but for us, that would be what March March third, March fifth, whenever that first <laughs> ACC game's done. Uh, I mean, we're most likely gonna lose that. I mean, that's when the season's gonna end.
2: Guys, you don't point, realize you do we're going on a UConn, We're going on a UConn run right now. At the end of the season, we're going to win five, six straight. That's going to happen, all right, because we said it's going to happen. Corey Bryant
0: says, get the dude from McNeese State. That would be Will Wade, and that's a very controversial figure. I, Out of realistic names, he would be on my list. He wouldn't be number one. He'd be up there, and I know he has – dirt, as they say, from something that's now legal. So it's, it's no different than right. me than when Kelvin Sampson got fired from IU for text messaging recruits, and that was illegal. And then like a year or two later, they legalized it. I would hire Kelvin Sampson tomorrow. Uh, he obviously has no interest in leaving Houston, much less coming here. I'm just saying. Uh, Will Wade is towards the top of my realistic list. I, I know people want Drew and Muss and uh, Pearl. I just don't think we're going to get
2: any of those guys. I mean, I'm just – I've been banging this drum. If you're going to go controversial, you go for a dude that's for sure going to win, and that's Chris Beard. (laughs) That's my opinion. I mean, here's the thing, right? Yes, he had the domestic dispute issue. And, yes, there was some sort of settlement – So it doesn't mean that he's exonerated from what happened. It means they came to a settlement, but it does mean, and this is my very limited, well, I have no law experience at all, but I do know that in most states, when there's domestic uh, disputes, the state can still press charges, even if the victim doesn't want to. So the fact that the state didn't press charges and continue those charges that's something. I, I I don't know what that means, but I, that's a controversial hire, too. Will Wade's a controversial hire. Like, I know Beard will win. Well, I knew Beard will win anywhere. Like, I do want to differentiate. He will for sure win here. I, and I on knew, top of I it, knew I, knew it I was going to differentiate say, the was,
0: difference between, like, Will Wade having, like, basketball legal issues because he paid players, which he mm-hmm. has no shame about, by the way. That's the one dude who's like, I paid him, don't care. And now, look, it's yeah. legal. And then the domestic dispute thing, like, I'm not going to get into, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Not, I uh, yeah, none of us I got barbecued in the comment section on here on a for one time because I said, I don't think our university has the balls to even pursue and look into it. And what I meant was, in general, like, I think our university doesn't have the balls. Any Any sort of hint of dirt or controversy, I feel like our university just shies completely away because of our past. And that's what I meant by that comment. Yeah. Chris Beard's situation. I don't know. And I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to speculate. I don't condone domestic violence at all. No. So, yeah. no. and I don't think anybody on his pod does. No. Uh, so I don't know. You'd have to do a lot of due diligence. I'll say that you'd have to do a lot of, of need more facts. I would want to know why Ole Miss took a chance, but I don't think we're going to exactly. hire Chris Beard. I don't think we're even going to look that direction, but will Wade. His issues are completely basketball related to my knowledge, paying players.
1: That's kind of what I want to piggyback off you, Kyle. Like it, if you're going to go down the the path of hiring like a Chris beard or like, a <laughs> like, you know, a will Wade, you have to do your deal. You have to do your due diligence. You gotta, you gotta research it. You have to know that you are 100% going to be okay in making that hire. Um, if, you know, if it comes down to it, Josh heard and he does that and he feels comfortable, then I'm then, you know, I'm all for it. But you have to really investigate that. You got to have all of your your facts straight as much as you can. Um, the only thing with the Will Wade thing, and again, I'm not opposed to it, but you have to do your due diligence. You got to research it. He has a show cause, which is still active, um, which is why I
2: don't think we'll go close to him at all.
1: And, and I'm I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm an expert on how all that works, but I would I imagine I no that would idea. throw that would throw a serious wrench into hiring him. Um, but he's a good coach; he can recruit. Um, and yeah, what he what he was doing back then, you know, now is legal. Um, obviously, through well, my different problem, avenues, but it is.
2: My problem with Will Wade is like, yeah, like all that stuff happened. And, you know, he's on, he's on FBI tape saying we made the guy a hell of an offer, you know, like that's something you could never get away from Mm -hmm. like with our past and that, you know, that's something you could not get away from. It's going to be constantly be brought up. Um, The the second thing is he did, he didn't, he didn't exactly light the world on fire at LSU when he got the chance to go from VCU to LSU. He didn't like, he was getting good recruits, and he didn't like kill it. So to me, that's I a sign. There. He had some good he, teams. He was all. I mean, he was sweet all right.
0: teams. But I mean, I think he, I think given time, it it seems like it takes most coaches a while to like get over that like sweet sixteen hump. Now there's a few exceptions, and then like you'll get a a freak final full run like Dusty May, and then like Chaka Smart. But as far as, like, consistently can be, I mean, it just seems like it takes most guys a while. To, I mean, Bill Sell I mean, struggled for a while getting over that hump, and then he finally did it. Roy Williams, speaking of going down the – it took him forever. It was like he was – I know, but Roy
2: Williams one. was consistently an elite eight coach. He couldn't get to the final four. That's a big difference. Well, I mean, like that
0: Will Wade's young, though, and he's making sweet 16s. It's only one game. I don't know. I'd take a chance. I don't think he's number one on my list, but I also don't think we're going to get – like okay, to me it feels I'll,
2: like a retread, which is, is why I'm I'm kind of like man on Shaka too. Like, Shaka him. got a big opportunity. Now he's somewhere where the competition is not less, but no, not it's, less. Not uh, I mean, it's it, it. Villanova's not what they used to be. The Big East is not what it used to be. Okay, it's not. Big Butler isn't as good. Is good. The East is really
0: good, man. And I'm it's just good, like, but Kansas, it's, I'm sorry.
2: I, mean, I don't know. I just don't I just don't think it's like Big geese even from like four years ago. I mean, but, now, you know, I, no I, I, I worry about I worry about are. a coach like Will Wade or like Shaka Smart, which coincidentally, they both fought like one followed the other at BCU. Um That's just a coincidence. But I, they, they both went up in competition are now back down in a very competitive I just think in the in the world of collegiate sports, when you've looked at coaches that have done that, besides somebody like uh, oh, what's his name uh, the the coach that was at FAU and now he's at old Miss, uh, Lane Lane Kiffin, like most coaches that that make that that sort of that have that kind of career path, if they try to go back up, they don't do well. Like retreads don't work. They just well, here's, don't.
0: Here's my question. What do you think, Shaka – Shaka, if he played in ACC – if he coached in ACC, at least especially with our schedule, his schedule would be miles – it would be significantly easier than what he has at Marquette. I mean, he's he's played a gauntlet to start the year. Now, I'm not going to get into – I know Ty's not big on – but I'm just talking about strength schedule-wise for Marquette. They've been playing – they played at Illinois and beat them at Illinois –
1: well, that's the one thing some, I'll defend dude. you. Yeah. I'll That's the one thing I'll defend shock on like the big East is a better basketball conference in the ACC right now. That's just facts.
2: It is right now for sure. I agree.
0: That's fact. It is. And, uh, and I don't know, will Wade. I mean, like I said, he, he didn't do bad at Sarah. LSU wasn't doing anything before he got there.
1: Can I give you a little insight? Cause we brought up will Wade and I, I'm sorry to interrupt Kyle, but I, I went and looked up his like resume at LSU. Um, his first year in 2017, 18 and 15, made the NIT second season, 25 and five, won the SEC regular season, 15 and two in conference, sweet 16. Um, 2019, obviously canceled because COVID, and then a round of 32, and then uh round of 64. So 105 yeah. and 51 in his games at LSU.
0: I guess here, here's my thing with any of these guys. I, I know. I know people are like real big. I've I've heard the names. Everybody really wants. Here's what I look at: North Carolina, when their job came open, hired an assistant coach. Arizona, big big job when they which it's worked out for them so far, hired an assistant coach. Duke, hired an assistant coach. Syracuse, I, to be honest, I can't even think of who Syracuse's coach is right now.
1: Uh, Adrian Autry, I think maybe that's his okay. name. Autry's last name. UConn former, former that
0: sounds right Yukon hired Danny Hurley before he was Danny Hurley. I mean when he was still an up and comer, that kind of like a lot of these other guys we've talked about had a lot of perceived awards. I mean he's killing it now, but I just I don't see these big programs hiring these huge names. I can't even remember the last time we saw a big name. I want to say Roy Williams when he went to UNC. I mean, I'm sure there's been some since then. I know Bill Self obviously then went to to Kansas. I believe he was at Illinois. But he wasn't quite Bill Self yet either. I I have a hard time thinking of, like, these huge coaches like a Musselman and a Scott Drew and a Bruce Pearl who once they get established at a school and have them in the top 10 or 15 – I don't see them leave those schools very often. And I hope that we are the exception. I mean, I know we hired Rick Patino 23 years ago, and that was insane. But he had just gotten fired from an NBA job. So it was that's one thing about that one. I just I'm not seeing, I guess I'm not seeing where we're gonna pull this huge name, and I hope I'm wrong. I do. I just I just I look at the guys. I'm looking at guys like Jerome Tang and Dusty May. Uh, maybe Will Wade, if we were willing to take that kind of PR hit for a little bit. I wouldn't care. I know some people would. I just feel like some of those guys are more realistic names than, I don't know, Muscleman. I've heard Nate Oates brought up a lot. I can't imagine he'd leave his situation. I'm not totally sold on him anyway. But I just can't imagine a lot of these guys would leave that when we haven't seen anybody else at Blue Blood when, when their job's open. We haven't you seen know any how, other big names moving You up. know
1: how in college football, like, um, gosh, Lincoln Riley is the example I was going to make. Lincoln Riley went from Oklahoma to USC. I don't see something like that happening in college basketball. I just don't know that there really is any – of those types of coaches anymore. I mean, there's obviously some still some legends and all time great coaches out there. Captain, Hammond, there's, there's, there's a million reasons many.
0: why Billy D wouldn't come. First off, he's a Rick disciple; would never come here because of that. Burn that bridge. I don't think he would come anyway. But he just I don't even want had. An, I wouldn't want him either in a portal nil era. I'm afraid he mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to navigate it. And then he had an interview come out like yesterday where he actually talked about. He sounded like an old. Boomer on its front porch telling them to get off their lawns, saying that like college basketball is basically not what it needs to be anymore because the portal in nil ruined it. That that's I'm paraphrasing with my own opinion thrown in there, but that's yeah. what I got out of it. I, I don't think he wants anything to do with uh, coaching college basketball, hey, and I don't really want him if that's his mindset.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't want him at all because I mean he he's been away from the game. Of course, like how long has Billy Donovan been away from Florida? Five years now.
1: Way longer than five years. You're talking really like ten plus. Yeah, yeah,
0: because he had those OKC teams for years.
1: He was he he was at OKC in OKC and yeah, Kevin
0: Durant was there.
1: Oh man, so yeah, I mean,
2: he's been a, the game's so much different now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's changed. It's changed probably five times as much, if not ten times. I mean, it's just a completely different environment and landscape now with the NIL and the transfer portal in these in these short couple, two, three years than it was from like sixteen to before COVID. You know what I mean? It's 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 changed way more in that amount of time than it has before that. And he's been gone for so long. He's he's lost most of his recruiting ties. You know, he, he'd have to hire he'd have to hire a staff that would be full of recruiters that have all these recruiting ties to get back in. It would take him time to get back in, in players living rooms and make those, those connections and those ties with um, the coaches at the AAU level and players that are elsewhere that you're going to pursue in the transfer portal. Like he just doesn't have that college name anymore. Like it's, it's, game's passing by he's been gone for too long um it would take him a lot more time to to do a rebuild at louisville than a lot of other coaches he's not he's not to me he's not the coach like it just doesn't make any sense and like you said kyle like he's a patino guy he's not gonna take this job when the rick was dismissed the way he was it's disrespectful that's not that's not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen. That like people need to drop that one. That's that's a bad that's a bad hire waiting to happen. It's a big name hire with a lot of money that will fail.
0: Yeah.
1: We're gonna eventually, you know, when this when this really does happen and they do make the decision to fire Kenny, it, it's coming. If anybody thinks it's not, it's coming. It's just a matter of time. It's like Vance uh, Bedford said. But, but when coming. we when we get to that point you know we'll we'll obviously kind of go into our our own personal lists and we're kind of looking forward to having our own personal top five top ten and we'll kind of dive into all that good stuff um it'll it'll happen it's just a matter of time
0: Uh, you can tell he's a tar heels fan with a dumb comment like that (laughs) sorry i'm reading the okay dude
1: Yeah,
0: yeah well we actually got rid of our least talented player. He went to UNC and he's not done a thing since he got there. We definitely yeah. upgraded from that. So I, I mean, I can't. Like, I can't really argue coaching, him like. And I mean, it's we a don't poor nil era. It takes one coach and one off season to, to turn yeah. it all around, man.
2: Does it matter who the coach is? I mean, Louisville have no talent, like literally none.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, who the coach is. we, we they, have they all recruit some, the same, right?
2: we we have some talent you you can't sit there and look what we have on the court and say that we're not better than winning five games with the talent we have at this point there is some talent is the talent where it he's basically making our 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 argument for us so like he's basically saying Louisville's a better program than what they're fielding right now yeah no shit like <laughs> like yeah w- the talent is not where it needs to be the competitive level isn't where it needs to be. I I mean I'm not shitting on you dude but yeah we all know this 100%. Like we were competitive not that long ago. Like Chris Mack probably wasn't the answer for a long run but and there were some things that went against him in that in that situation but it wasn't that long ago Chris Mack was beating Michigan States at home and sell sold out crowds and Michigan State was a top five team. I was there. We were beating Duke by 27 points with Zion Cam Reddish and uh, God, who was the other guy? I'm drawing a blank right now, but uh, they had there. that three. And, and yeah, we blew that game, but like, could you imagine any of these Kenny Payne teams being competitive with a team like, with Zion, Cam Reddish, and uh, R.J. Barrett, could you –
1: what are you talking about? Like, we've been okay, we get I, blown out by
2: 70 points. I'll like, be honest, <laughs>
1: Ross. I'm not following, but I just – I will say this. Like, back to the Tar Heels guy. I know you're just trolling, bro, because you're saying Jalen Withers is a stud. Brother, he's averaging 3.7 points per game. And two rebounds in thirteen minutes.
0: Well, and even if he was a stud, that we, we got rid How of. How is him that for a freaking stud, bro. player? So
1: we watched Jalen Withers for that years. I, I can tell you, he's not a stud. He's an okay player. I respect what he did here, and and you know he'll always be a Louisville for life. But he's not a stud, bro. Relax. Stop.
0: Anyway, we oh, I'm not gonna waste my time with with that anymore. It's just yeah. Stupid. Let's
1: let's move on to cool stuff like football. Yeah, well, what's going on <laughs> with football? Let's talk about football because
0: it's a little interesting. Uh I definitely – I'm not, like, worried or concerned. Uh, that's not the word for uh, – it's more confused. I'm confused about what we're doing in the portal right now because this is uh, January 3rd to January 7th is when the portal opens for visits again, or at least anybody that's in the portal can go back and visit. And then after the 7th, you know, visit stop again. So a lot of schools are bringing in guys as a last-ditch ever, especially the guys who just finished up in the college football playoffs maybe or bowl games and just entered a portal. A lot of those guys are now on the market with a very short window of time. And we have seen a lot of departures since our bowl game. Uh, We had three receivers enter the portal, uh, Huggins, Bruce, Coleman, and William Foles. Foles. So all three of them are in the portal, and I guess my thought was, all right, we'll see what receivers we have lined up. And, I mean, we we could get guys in the spring. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there is a spring portal season after the spring game and all that, after practices. But I think I was kind of under the impression we'd have a big visit weekend lined up, and maybe we do. But we've only heard one name, and I, his name is Casey, but it's, it's a kid out of Toledo.
2: Who, Penny Boone.
0: Penny Boone. I don't know why – can't remember that covid what, what that is time. it
2: B- baby boom
1: what's his nickname I don't, um, I don't know i don't know i don't know about that i don't know is when he runs he brings the boom cuz that dude he's is a big here. Guy.
0: he's a big guy um uh, so we have heard about him and he is a uh, he be a great ad, assuming isaac grinnedo goes pro now maybe he doesn't i would assume if isaac grinnedo says hey i'm coming back that would be the end of the penny boom recruitment but maybe i'm wrong i don't know uh, I just I guess in my mind I thought well we we'd start hearing some more names about visiting this week. We we haven't heard a thing. So so maybe they're keeping it low key. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: That's kind of be that's going to be like the fascinating thing to talk about is like Penny Boone versus Isaac Grindo. Um because we've all we all saw how Grindo like really kind of took off in the second half of the season Mm -hmm. and and how awesome he looked and in the bowl game he was phenomenal and then you have penny boone who right now i'm not mistaken he's like the second rated or top five running backs in the portal so it's going to be fascinating to see hopefully we get an answer from ig soon um i know he's still up in the air about whether he's going to come back or whether he's going to just move on um and you know, I, I I hope he'll he'll come into decision soon and make the best decision for him. But if if IG does happen to move on and they can secure a commitment from Penny Boone, that would be just awesome. He's he's a huge it, huge running back, and he could catch out of the backfield too. It would be a
2: good compilation prize. If I if I had my pick, I would take IG in a second year in Jeff Brom system over yeah, Boone uh, ten out of ten times. Uh, you know. Uh, Garendo's what six foot? He's two hundred and thirty pounds. Like that, that that's a big dude, man. Like he is a he is a man. Like I that is he was a two forty 240 or two forty two. I mean, and he might be, but I think he needs to he's drop listed. a little
0: bit. I think he needs to pick up a little speed. I think if he drops ten or fifteen, he'll still be a big boy and pick up some speed. He
2: has got a he's got a great frame for a running back, and he 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 has shown that he has that thing that you desire in running backs. He's got that second-level speed to be able to break away. Um, that's very valuable. Um, and you look at it, too, when you're talking about college athletes, I mean, in this day and age, I mean, Isaac is going to be 25 next year, possibly, going on 26. He's going to be getting into, like, his real man body. Like, he's going to be physically a lot stronger than a lot of dudes, okay? Like, it just happens, and he works. He's From all we've heard, he's a workhorse. Like, he he's good in the weight room. Like, he's strong as hell. He embraces contact. Like, you got a six-foot running back in, in, a, in something like what Brom likes to do. He does want to throw the ball around more, which is why we went after more tight ends this year, so we could actually – spread the ball down the down the seams in the middle of the field this year. You're going to need a running back at, out there. If you have a running back that's out there that you're able to keep on the field all downs and not um give away what you're trying to do because that running back can also block, which IG can and I think he can still get better. I mean, you don't tip your hand to the defense. That's invaluable. That is invaluable. Like you're dictating to the defense before the ball's ever snapped, and that's that's the name of the game. And I will take IG back all day. But if we if he decides to to turn it and go pro, I'll take Boone because that dude's squatty as hell, and he's gonna bust some people in the chops too. Like like what I've seen off his tape, he's a like that dude is a goal line back all day. Like he is going to get in the end zone. He's got a no, he's got a nose for first downs and touchdowns. So I'm, I'm all for it, you know. But if, if I have, if I have my druthers, I'll, I'll take IG all day.
1: Uh, awesome, awesome Lampson. let see. You made the comment. i like to see that Gurindo not declaring yet is a good sign. I think we all kind of agree. Like at this point, I think the two biggest ones that we're waiting we're waiting for is Quincy Riley and, and Isaac Riddo. Um to see what their what their decision's gonna be. Um so yeah, that that would be they would be it would be awesome. I, I think we're all in agreement that we would like to see IG come back. Um, but if he decides not to and and the staff can get Penny Boot, that would be an excellent addition and and a good replacement. Um Boone, just to give you all some some stats real quick boone ran for 1400 yards this past year at toledo 15 touchdowns uh 15 catches for 219 yards he averaged 15 yards a catch so, uh, uh so 1700
0: yards some scrimmage yeah man yeah he, a yeah. real deal i think then he have like six almost six yards per carry i mean he's, uh
1: let me check he's he's, he's it was hot it was up there I Seven, think he, average 7.2 yards a carry 7.2 yards a carry now I know backs, I know he dudes 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 Now I know
0: some. he will go up in competition but yeah. you know that's still like I don't think he's going to be an easy guy to to tackle by any means I hope we do hear something on these returning guys I think that's where some of this maybe How many – Ty.
2: let me ask you, because I didn't look this up uh, the other day when I was looking into him. How many rushing attempts did he have um, this year at Toledo, and how many did IG have? If you could pull that up and –
1: I mean, we can see – Boone had 194 attempts this year. Okay, how many IG got? It'd take a minute for me to look it up, but I can find it.
2: Yeah. Had you know, less than that. Toledo, Toledo traditionally is one of the teams I really like to watch out of the Mac because they're really fun. They generally always are. Um, so 100%. I would say that, um, you know, Boone gets a benefit of having some uh, a lot more empty boxes. Um, I just think that next year, if IG comes back with the weapons we're going to have at tight end, you you're going to be able to go a lot of 21 sets and have two tight ends on the field one running back and you're going to be able to disguise it as um a lot of times as a run play and you're gonna be able to be able to overload on a side and then that be a pass play and that's going to open up a lot of stuff not like not only the middle of the field It could open up a lot of the stuff uh, for passes to the backs in the backfield because you've got a lot of the defense dropping back. But also, because they're going to be reacting to the tight end so much, it's going to open up the boxes for IG to get more yardage per carry. And I I, I think IG in a second year – could be an all purpose back next year. Like I think he will absolutely dominate carries next year. I, I, be, I believe that, but not to the extent to where we won't keep him fresh, but he will stay on the field a lot, a lot. Grindo
1: Grindo had 132 carries for 810 yards, 11 touchdowns, okay. 22 catches for 234 yards. So both Grindo and Boone are also able to catch out of the backfield. Yep. Um, IG actually went over a thousand from scrimmage last year, so that was pretty impressive. So yeah, especially with the start he had, and well, having to share with John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and don't forget we have
0: have the kid out of Miami that's coming in, Cheney, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's I think he's a really good player if he can stay healthy. He's very explosive, and he can also catch out of backfield. If you land both of those guys in the backfield, I mean that. Phew, I mean, obviously, Garendo. Like I said, you land Garendo with Cheney. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I do see people saying we need some cornerbacks. I, I, I will say, and good to see you in here, Desmond. Uh, I, I will say, you know, we had we had the kid out of Florida, Jalen Kimber. He's visiting Texas A and M. Why would he do that right after he committed here? He committed here a few days ago. Why is he suddenly deciding he wants to visit somewhere else now?
2: Somebody's coming back.
0: I asked that question on Twitter with the with the wind horse pointing up.
1: One of my favorite Why would he memes. Do
0: that? And it's all so the answers good. I got were very much well. You know, he's he's wanting to get more money. Which, yeah, that that's probably true. That's always true. I guess my question would be: Did did they wait? Do you think that that they waited? To recruit Jalen Kimmer till he committed here, I don't think so. Uh, I guess we'll see. I just think there's a reason why Jalen Kimmer's looking around all um, of a sudden. So we'll see what happens in the next. Few, hopefully, by the end of this week, I'm thinking we're going to get some clarification on some of that, and I think some of this is going to make a lot more sense.
2: I uh, I saw a cover uh, a comment from Devin Jutz talking about Brownlee. Did Brownley? I, I, did I miss him today?
1: Brownley's gone. He
2: declared. About he declared five days, days ago. Yeah, yeah. several that's,
1: days ago. That's been the thing for a few days.
2: Oh shit! Well, I've, I, I as you all have. know, I've had a lot. Yeah. I've had a, yeah, lot a lot going on. on. So yeah. yeah, sure. So sure. um, sorry, but well, that does stink because I, I will say that when Brownley was healthy and we had him in there, uh, it allowed our defense to play. A lot more aggressive up at the line mm. of scrimmage. But um, I wouldn't say that Brownlee's somebody that is irreplaceable. Um, you're just going to need – now, Riley, Riley's that dude that has pure cover skills. He's got the ability to lock down an entire half of a field by himself.
0: Well, we do um, have that Thornton kid coming in, and I think yeah, he's going to yeah. be a player. I think Thornton will take Brownlee's so,
2: kind of role. I think I think if you get some – if you can uh, – you know, the staff did a really good job last year of loading up the secondary um, as it was a a point of emphasis, and it was something that we were worried about. And we saw it for the most part throughout probably four-fifths of the season up until the last probably game. two games, three games. Um, that depth was invaluable. You know, a lot of guys really – really lived up to what we needed them to be. And then I think, you know, as more guys started getting more playing time, I think coaches were able to see some things on tape and were able to scout for those uh, deficiencies. But, um, you know, uh, Riley is somebody that you can't can't really scout for. Like, yeah. he's, he's a one-on-one cover guy. So if you could load up and make the laws of prob- probability work in your favor on the other corner spot, and uh, load up with some guys there. And uh, you've got some guys that are coming back, and you can – hopefully they, they, they get coached up and get groomed up. You're going to have somebody that's going to come out of that, that, out of that pile that's going to fill Brownlee's spot. So
0: now, There um, is a name when, while we're talking about secondary, and I don't know if there's – I have not heard anything about interest. Like I said, it's a weird time in the portal. There's absolutely no news about visits other than this running back. Uh, but Cole Martin decommitted from Oregon. His dad apparently is still coaching the DBs there, and he was a good player there. I think he, he played a ton of snaps, and he was expected to be a big part of their future. Not sure. That, that whole thing's weird, but if you remember the name Cole Martin, if the name sounds familiar, it's because he was We a recruited Pierce the guy.
2: hell out of him, right?
0: Yeah, he was a Pierce guy. So Pierce actually got him on a visit last offseason, and, I mean, I never thought we were going to flip Cole Martin. But I'll tell you, there's people in the program that that, that did think we were going to. I didn't think you were going to flip a guy whose dad was the defensive back coach <laughs> yeah. at Oregon, of all yeah. places. Maybe if he was at, you know, Louisiana Lafayette and Louisville recruited him, maybe. But Oregon's a tough place to pull a kid from anyway, much less when their father's a defensive back coach. But, you know, he did visit. In the middle of being being committed, there had a good visit. Dropped a lot of hints and stuff about Louisville on his social media back then. Now that he's decommitting, I mean, you think he would have a better chance of being, you know, being pulled away from Oregon? Now that he's actually taking a step of decommitting. Seems weird with his dad mm-hmm. being out of picture. I'm not saying it'll be us though. Like I don't know. Like, that was mainly under the Satterfield staff when all that happened. And I'm not sure if that was. It depends on who it was. More was it more Pierce and, and Steve, which I think it would be, or was it also a combination of the coaches that we had then? I don't. I don't know. And then, is this move having anything to do with us at all? It could be that some other big schools like, hey, we will give you whatever you want monetarily, and you can start and be our guy. And I, I don't know. I don't know. So he's a name that's interesting. I wish we I had don't know. I don't I know much. Update either him, way, like, hey, he's interested. Hey, he's not. But we haven't heard a thing. So who knows?
2: I can't even remember what I, I. I just remember us being very involved with that name. Um, he's a beast. Uh, yeah, I don't know what kind of player he is. Uh, I can't. Like I said, I can't fast. even remember. But Big, fast. I mean, I maybe. Maybe there's something to be said that. Maybe him and his dad are a package to go somewhere. Well, you, you know? know,
0: it sounds like Oregon plans on keeping him. That was the part I forgot to mention. Yeah, I mean,
2: maybe for another year, but maybe Cole goes somewhere. And then wherever Cole goes, that's a Dang. landing spot for his dad the next yeah. year. Could be. I mean, that we see how things work out a lot. And, you know, Ron English coaches what position group? DV coordinator. He, he's a DB's coach. I
0: thought Ellis was a DB. So,
2: well, no. English has been always uh, in his career he's been a DB's coach. Oh, was that his? Um, he is okay. a defensive coordinator, but yes. So maybe, maybe you could get a player like Cole here and then maybe another good season of results from the defense and Ron English gets another head coaching job and then you've got somebody like his dad, I don't, I don't know if he would be ready for a position like that. I don't know a lot about his dad and his hell resume. A hell but... of
0: a recruiter, and he had a lot of. Uh, I remember looking up his dad last year. He had all kind of dudes he had helped get to the pros. Now I can't remember who they are now, but I remember seeing the names. I was like, "Damn, he recruit." He he, he
2: come, yeah. He I mean, yeah. worst case scenario, you could possibly promote somebody from inside up to defensive coordinator if that were to happen or you get somebody uh, but you would need another staff spot you would have another staff spot and you could possibly get that kid's dad and then if you're sitting here telling me that kid's dad's a hell of a recruiter why wouldn't you bring on a guy like that you've got the inside route that dude maybe, would become come it makes maybe no it's, they, a, it's a no-brainer
1: maybe they bring him in when Ron English gets the Michigan job when Harbaugh goes to the league after winning the title. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think. <laughs> hey, man, I
2: would not be surprised if our former coach, Jerron Moore, gets that job. To be hey, whatever happened uh, to the
0: Gary McGee stuff, by the way. Yeah, he, that's weird. What? Yeah, it was like all he It was like a lock to go to Arkansas, according to their like two four seven sports staffer dude and other guys. And haven't heard anything about Gary McGee. Nick, you're always joining us so late, man. That's good to have you. Better late than never, man. And fashionably late is a good thing. So, that being yeah. said, like, I don't know what happened with the Garrett McGee stuff. Haven't heard a word about that. So, it's kind of with our receivers that we've told to hit the, hit the road, we've had three of them, and all of them were – well, two out of the three were key contributors. You have to think we've got some guys – or an idea, some guys lined up. I guess when I look at the portal right now and the alignment of our roster, I don't know about you guys – I'm thinking we need possibly a running back. If IG does go pro, mm-hmm. we would need another cornerback. If Riley goes pro, if he doesn't, then you could argue, maybe you take one more for death visa since Kimbers looking around. I'm not sold on Kimber anyway, for we could get into that. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not either to be he can't honest. Tackle me. or the lick. He can, he can cover pretty well, but he's not a physical guy. Uh so we might need another corner either way. I think we need one more linebacker. We need an edge uh, opposite of Ashton Gelotti. Now we had heard about the kid out of Miami, Ohio, whose name escapes me right now, as a guy they were hoping to get the visit. But I have not heard anything confirmed that he is. We in. need
2: we need four offensive linemen.
0: Four. Mm-hmm. I think I think we I think we're going to need one more tackle after we got you know we got uh mills from texas a&m and we got a couple guys uh nigra and i feel like i'm missing another guy that we got out of the portal but we've gotten a few guys out of the portal i think we do need one more tackle for sure lance robinson Um, is a guy who stepped up now he's eligible and he he looked really good so i think we've got that position on (laughs) shoes um (laughs) <laughs> and what else? I think we need our safety. I uh, man, need, I, I, think think sh- safety. I think with
2: I think with sh- I think with Chuck your guy back there, you need a you need a lot of offensive linemen.
1: Well, they already got a lot. They have a lot. I mean, we uh, we have, need more. We have <laughs> Where's T Jesse at? Where where's our new Trent at? We need more. I'm telling you. We have we nine more depth. Mills, Cutler from Ohio State, That's Mendoza. A lot of color. Everyone oh, forgets about me. Mendoza. He was the first one. So I, I forgot about I, the I Mendoza. With, line. I agree with that assessment. I will say um, the corner spot. I know a lot of people are worried about if Riley uh, comes back. That's huge. But you also got to remember we have Aaron Williams, who you know sat out, uh, redshirted. He had that injury that he was kind of coming back from too. I think he's um, gonna be a beast. I agree. They expect a lot out of him, and everyone forgets about Marcus Washington, the transfer out of Georgia, who was one of the top transfers last year. So they have a lot of younger guys that just don't have experience. That's the only thing. But there's talent there in that room, and the, and there's talent in that position. Um, I think they are hoping that. You know, um, I had it pulled up, and then I went back to Lyman. But the the Tay and, Tayon Holloway from North Carolina, yeah. Uh, Corey Thornton, you know, if Kimber does decide to join and, you know, come along, sounds like a trying to get him. Um, I, I don't feel as bad about corner. It still does worry me a little bit. But if Riley comes back, I feel pretty good about it. Oh, running back and receiver. Back, that's great. Running back and receiver and edge. Those are the top three worries for me right now uh
0: yeah i mean Ted says mills is not the answer Watch oregon ugh. look man i feel like every single person that brings up mills talks about the one bad game he had in his career and i just ugh. mills is really good like I he's think very he's physical offensive he's very physical he's gonna be our best offensive lineman
2: he yeah. had one
0: bad game i don't know man like gotta- i i to I, me, I don't I understand think, why everybody points out that one game. It's like, man, he did 20 things right, but that one that one thing you did wrong, that's all I care about, man.
2: I mean, I it's it's not something to not be worried about. Like if you watch that tape, he struggled with the, the speed and the overloading on this on his side um in that in game. game. Yeah. Yeah, but that's something that you can scheme for. It's something to be worried about. My thing is the how physical mills is i think he's a right tackle all day and i you know i there's been plenty of coaches that have way forgot way more football than me but to me you have a a a right-handed quarterback like shuck coming in and you're talking about power side and you're talking about having two tight ends and oh like i was talking about earlier overloading one side You put that dude at right tackle, he's plenty good enough to take on strong side, um, you know, strong side uh, pass rush, uh, so to speak, until, you know, you start overloading that side. Um, But I I think you make him a right tackle and you you go and find yourself another tackle that's going to be available after the, you know, when the spring comes open after March, I, I don't know, Connor will know. Uh, obviously, the I guess the portal is different in basketball than it's football, but um, we saw it last year. We went and got how many guys in the portal uh, after spring practice last year? I mean, we brought in four or five guys. I mean, and those guys the, – the O-line performed extremely well this year. They graded well. Um, you know, I, I think O-ball, Mills is yeah. a right tackle dude all day, and you line up and you run the ball with IG – down the defense's throat over that side.
0: I think and he's you- gonna be our best lineman. And I mean we've got a couple really of I mean he might
2: be. I mean I, think, I mean we, that's how high the am line's I am not complete though. We don't that's we don't right. even know who else we're gonna get yet. It's hard well, to I mean, as of now, say
0: that. Now. Yeah. Well as of now. Like I'm looking yeah. at the guys that are returning, the guys we got in the portal and him. I think as of now, if if it were to stay like this, I think he'd be our best offensive lineman. Now mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but that's how I'm just my only reason to bring that up. That's how confident I am in him. Like, that's not the guy I'm worried about right now. I'm looking at a guy like a no offense, but Jalen Kimber. And I'm like, I just don't know why. You know, if you're not going to tackle out there, you can't really be your, your liability. It's 10 on 10 on 11 out there right off the bat. Even if you can yeah. cover well, you know, they're just going to run it right at you. They're gonna run run towards the sidelines, right at you. And if they oh, they're gonna they,
2: throw a lot of they're gonna throw a lot of bubble screens out your way too, because you're yeah. not gonna play physical to stand up the blocker to to stop the the play at the at the point of attack.
0: Which I would assume Kimber's not brought in to start anyway. But I mean, I I also assume he would probably get some playing time. So oh, he have, he
2: would be in the rotation for sure. You'd have
0: to uh, you'd have to hope that we, we can really improve on that. Unlike Florida. Because I mean, the UK game in particular, which that's if you're going to have a really bad game for a school that you're transferring to us, you, you you don't want to be against the team that you haven't <laughs> beaten in forever and you have to play again at their place next year. So
2: yeah, I'm
0: just saying, like, seeing yeah, we don't that want game, you, we don't
2: want you seeing boogeymen against the blue and white. That's no, I mean, man,
0: that's that's not it. But anyway, yeah. sounds like he may be heading elsewhere. At least he's looking at it. So. We'll see what happens there. I think. I we, mean, do I mean, we want to? Really do we want to give safety, any? But I think we need a safety. I think Devin Neal played well most of the year, but I think he did get exposed a little bit.
1: He, MJ he Griffin did. was
0: a beast, but we don't know if he'll gain everything he had as far as explosiveness. You know, when you have an injury like what MJ Griffin had, you don't always come back the same. So I'll be interested to see what happens there. I think we really do need to add a safety. That's just my opinion
2: yeah i i think uh i mean hutchinson stayed around right
0: yeah um yeah yeah he's still here
2: so i I like I i like the prospect of i think the staff was actually very high on hutchinson going into the year and when he got hurt in summer practice um or was it spring? I'm trying to remember.
0: We, have to go uh, watch the tape against UK on Kimber. Just put it, it was Jalen Kimber UK.
2: We lost, didn't we? Lose MJ Griffin and Hutchinson within like a week. I mean, it was like even yeah. within like three or four days. Yeah, like it was,
0: it was the I, same week they both got. Yeah, hurt.
2: like and he came the back. Staff, man. the staff. I have it on pretty good authority. Uh, just talking to somebody. Uh, you can take it however you will. Um, it was at one of the Catholic picnics, so use your imagination. Um, they were, friend, Huts- is that what you're they were high on Hutchison. They, they were very high on Hutchinson. Losing Griffin was a huge blow to this defense. Griffin is that dude's an NFL player. He is an NFL player. They absolutely believe that, but they had a lot of plans for Hutchison to get A lot of playing time this year in the two deep and losing him uh definitely hurt the depth and i i give big uh kudos to players like neil um and uh oh number 11 um cameron kelly cameron kelly was a stud this year dude killed it he played downhill he he and he dictated to the defense Dude was awesome this year. Like, I have zero complaints about Cameron Kelly. I could go and pick out certain tackles he missed this year. I'm not going to do that. Dude was awesome this year. So, like, the staff did what they needed to do to shore up the secondary last year. I have no doubt they're going to do it again this year. Um, Everybody that's worrying right now, you just need to remember that we filled a lot of spots once we had our spring game last year. We had our spring game. That was like the filler out period. Like, okay, we got holes here, 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 and here, and we need to address them. And the staff immediately went and just blew it up. Just blew it up in the portal and had this team to where they were ready to compete to finish the season, what, 10 and 2? You know, they're 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 gonna do that again this year. Like, we're gonna have a spring game. They're gonna bring get they're gonna bring guys in. We're not done yet. It's not a finished product. Everybody just be cool. Keep cool, my babies. As Conan O'Brien says, keep cool, my babies. You know, I like, st- we're going to be good. Still,
1: I still maintain that wide receiver is still the biggest need at the moment.
0: I, I would agree with that.
1: Yeah. For they, sure. they, so, Lacey, Lacey is great. Uh, I'm not even bad talking about the guys I got. Uh, Brooks, Brooks and Lacey are freaking awesome. Yeah. But they just we are just going to need more depth. I think we, we saw – from this year, that the wide receiver room, as much talented as we thought there was, it just wasn't a whole lot. Um, Thompson and
0: Callaway coming back, or at least they haven't left yet. I,
1: I am kind of shocked about that. I'm not going to. Well, lie. now that we they will can see, leave and not not sit out again. Listen, year, you
0: think?
2: we will see what happens after the spring game. Those guys might be graduated. Either one of them by then. Yeah, but now uh, you got to replace
0: think. five receivers.
1: That's but they they then, can
2: do it. They can do it. There will be guys to be had
1: after spring practices oh, are done. Man, that's a lot. Though. Well, by the spring practice, um Jaden Thompson will probably be in the end zone against Virginia Tech by then, I would imagine <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I know I know I know trace is somewhere out there like, just mad that I. Was I'm pretty sure that. that when
0: he got that touchdown, hey, the grass. Ty. I think I don't even think he was moving. I think the the grass was moving underneath his feet.
2: Ty, uh, let, listen, Ty. Me and you were going to be honest, right? He would flat out just scoot us in a race. Oh right? well, you, but, but
1: yeah, but yeah, because we're My brisket's done.
2: Smoker, I could beat him in a race. But on a football field, that dude runs like a GTA Three character. Does he not? Oh, <laughs> I my God. Mean, Hey, it he could be me at the dinner
1: table if we're having. Kyle, uh, Kyle can smoke some good meats before Jaden Thompson gets to the end of the trust. <laughs> Foot in the dirt, man. <laughs> Stuck
2: in the dirt. So I
0: guess we'll. I guess we'll see what's going on. I mean, like I said, we're we're kind of waiting to see if we hear any news on visitors besides the Toledo running back, Penny Boone. And I know, like I said, Miami Ohio defensive end. They're looking at him possibly. And we'll see if there's anybody – you'd think they would want to – you'd think they'd want to have a few people
1: in this weekend. Yeah, I would imagine that probably comes out the next 24-ish hours or so, probably. I think think they already have guys. I think they already have guys
2: lined up. I just think they're keeping it quiet.
0: Well, Connor said that Jeff Braun may be at this convention or whatever. I think he said it was in Atlanta over the weekend giving a speech. I don't know where it's at. I thought he said Atlanta, but is I, that
1: like that, like coaches' convention where the, a lot of like assistant yeah, stuff gets
0: done? maybe it's not Atlanta. I, I
1: thought that know. was always in the national championship city. Like, what in well, the I don't know where
0: it's at. I, I misread. He it, it, it did not say Atlanta. But anyway, if he's at that, then yeah, I don't know. He might not be around this weekend. But anyway, awesome. that being said, guys, we talked about basketball. Not much to talk about when you've seen the same game a million times. Uh, oh, Connor said he lied. Connor lied.
1: Connor <laughs> lied. People died. Hashtag. I'll blame on
0: it. Uh, he said it starts Sunday and it's in Nashville. So uh, that that would change things. But Saturday would still be a visit day. We'll see what happens. Uh, basketball, I was going to say, it's the same game every single game. So there's no, no – <laughs> we could get into all. I mean, I watched the whole game. We could get in all the Harlem, th- look, I, beat
2: the Washington Generals.
0: I prefer we don't <laughs> get into it. That's what I'm saying. Like,
2: I'm just done.
0: Like, let me know when you're yeah. gonna have a new
2: coach. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50.
1: <laughs> this is the point where we uh, are probably yeah. gonna have to call it quits. We've derailed. We are singing. Well, that, We've derailed. You can clip
2: that, that's for free.
1: For there you free.
2: go. All right. Well, did you guys have
0: anything else?
2: Go ahead. Uh, huh? Go ahead. Uh, I I really don't have anything else, uh, other than you're just, lying.
1: You're absolutely lying. You always yeah, you have
2: got something on else. your
0: mind. You just don't know if you want to say it or how to say it. Say it.
2: I, I would just say, uh, we're in a new year <laughs> and, uh, love the ones that are around you. And, uh, Never be afraid to say it and just uh, you know, just be nice to one another and and just, you know, let's let's like let let's make the world a little bit easier. Um I didn't got anything sports-wise to say at this time, but um, you know, the ones that are in your corner, love them, you know, uh love them up and that's a that's a that's a coach sat uh, but uh you know i mean be appreciative of what you have you know because it's it's Mm -hmm. not always guaranteed and um that's all i gotta say man Happy, happy happy 2024 like let's let's all be better and nicer to each other than we were this past year like like that's how you move forward and upward
1: I agree. Good. Uh, I agree, Ross. Um, I'll just add, um, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, we we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. We I know we skipped last week. Uh, we'll we'll power through this rest of this basketball season. Everybody, just keep tuning in into us. We'll we'll let you come in here rant. We'll talk about it together. Um, so thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, notifications, all that good stuff. If you like what you see. Um, so thank you guys seriously.
0: Uh, I just yeah. want to say happy new We'd year to everybody. Y'all. Hopefully 2024 is, is the best year we've had in a while for Louisville sports in particular basketball. Maybe we'll get new year, new life and football. Hopefully we'll just continue the upward trajectory. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for the positive comments. Thanks. All, I'll tell you guys. That we've been in here. We've, we've been growing a lot as a channel in the last mm-hmm. six to eight weeks. It's been astronomical. If you haven't yeah. subscribed yet, please subscribe. And, and like our content so we can get, you know, helps the algorithm, helps other people who may not see us check us out and they can determine for themselves if they like us or if they just think we're all idiots, which I would agree with them sometimes, <laughs> at least on my end. I won't talk about you two. Anyway, that being said, oh,
2: uh, I'm a straight horse's
0: ass. Hey! <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, guys, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, we play, I believe, Saturday, and I think it's Pittsburgh, but don't quote me on don't that. Make again. Again. Don't make Good. us I'm play again. Don't make us play. I'm I'm not wrong because, I mean, I'll be honest, I was making Smashburgers tonight, and I started watching the game 15 minutes afterwards. I've lost track of time. That would have never
2: happened a hey, couple of years ago. I'm telling you right now, I, watch, I watched North Carolina Pitt last night, and those, those twins – for pit are gonna, they're gonna kill us on the boards. Pitt's gonna kill us on the boards.
0: That's the longest L I've seen held up ever. Anyway, all right, guys, go cards.
2: Go cards. Go Kroger. Baby. Next
0: time. Thanks for tuning in.